I would like to welcome back my listener to WTF Politics and other stuff too. My name is Vic, and today I'm going to cover the current border crisis, false stories about President Trump, and the planned tax hike. Quick note from behind enemy lines here in California. It looks like Governor Newsom is getting a little bit worried, or at least some of his friends are. I'm starting to get sponsored ads on my Instagram feed. Uh, it was an ad to stop the Republicans from the illegal recall of Governor Newsom. <laughs> of course, I clicked the report ad, and when prompted for a reason, I had to report it as, I find it offensive. <laughs> Do you know what else I find offensive? The present administration's handling of the current border crisis. Since the beginning of the crisis, the Democrats would not even acknowledge there was a problem and continue to this day to still bury their heads in the sand. They're going to ignore it until it's too big and out of control and they can no longer evade the issue. Of course, the first thing they did is blame the Trump administration. Of course, that seems to be the go-to answer whenever they're caught with their pants down or their policies, such as the border ones lead to disaster. It seems the word crisis is not even a word the Biden administration wants to use. Here's the White House press secretary walking back comments when she used the word crisis in her March 18th press conference. That they would be partners in dealing with the crisis on the border. You said crisis on the border. Is, is, was that a... Uh, Challenges on the border. Okay. But so that's not, that doesn't reflect any change in nope. the administration's view of things. Nope. Currently, there's thousands of migrants at the border or in facilities just over the border here in the States. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California last Sunday said the Biden administration is trying to fix the broken system that was left to them by the Trump administration. (laughs) The Biden administration will have a system based on doing the best possible job, understanding this is a humanitarian crisis. How many times is she really going to use Trump as the excuse? Uh, Did President Trump make all these people come to the border two months after he left office? I mean, it couldn't be President Biden terminating all the policies that were preventing this sort of thing from happening. Pelosi is just batshit crazy. I think she's so delusional she actually believes the bullshit coming out of that sewer of hers. I'd like to know what policy she's referring to that caused this humanitarian crisis. Please explain that to everyone. She even admits they have no system in place to handle such a crisis. Well, Speaker Pelosi, maybe the president should not have dismantled the system that was working just fine before coming up with your own great idea. What do you think? Another hot-button issue with this uh, border crisis is children being detained in the same places uh, they were held when Trump was in power. Again, quoting Pelosi, What the administration has inherited is a broken system at the border, and they're working to correct that in the children's interest. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, can you bring up the children just one more time, please? Just, Just once more. Ask someone to remind you who started the detention of the children when they were captured at the border. It was during the Obama administration. There were less children being detained under Trump than Obama. Please, for the love of God, refresh your memory by actually researching some of the bullshit you spew. 
Please remember, when you express your outrage of kids in cages, that the Obama administration built those cages, but yet you still blame Trump. You and your libtards really don't have a leg to stand on. You are just determined to undo anything and everything Trump has done, regardless of the cost. Here is Press Secretary Saki's spin on how it was different when Trump was president. Quote, what we are doing is not what the last administration did, which was separate those kids, rip them from the arms of their parents at the border. End quote. Uh, kids are being held in the same shelters, or if it's the Trump administration, cages, uh, that they are now. I mean, it's the same place that, you know, the kids were being held before. But of course, you know, I noticed that Saki doesn't like being called out on that. I love that she says these places need to be kept open so they can adhere to COVID protocols. How many times is she going to use that excuse? Quote, this is not kids being kept in cages. This is a facility that's open and going to follow the same standards as other HHS facilities. It's not a replication. Certainly not. That is never our intention of replicating the immigration policies of the past administration. But we're in a circumstance where we are not going to expel unaccompanied minors at the border. That would be inhumane. End quote. Yeah, this coming from an administration whose policies released 125 COVID-positive detainees when the Biden administration brought back catch-and-release policy, which actually sounds really bad, catch-and-release. I mean, that's something you do to a fish, I mean, not a human being. Jeez. Maybe if Biden didn't order a halt to construction of the border wall, which, in case you didn't know, cost roughly 5,000 jobs and stopped all the emergency measures that Trump had in place to advert a crisis like this, we wouldn't be seeing this here. But again, the Biden administration is trying to undo anything and everything that Trump has done. And of course, the media is complicit in this. You know, they're blaming everything on Trump as well, whether it's true, false, whatever. Speaking of false, let's talk about some of the fake stories that the lamestream media reported on Trump as true. Of course, later they'd be found out to be false or outright lies to make them look bad, as make them look as bad as they could. It amazes me that these quote-unquote journalists, reporters, still even have jobs, or that people still trust these news organizations anymore. But, you know, it's Trump, so I guess everyone hated him so much they wanted to believe it to be true, even though it wasn't. Starting with uh, WikiLeaks, let's talk about that one. CNN tried to claim Trump received a decryption key to leaked documents two weeks before public had the access to him. In reality, he received an email offered the day after the documents were made public. Of course, CNN corrected the dates, but did not offer a full retraction. Here's their response, quote, CNN's initial reporting of the dates on the email sent to members of the Trump campaign about WikiLeaks documents, which was confirmed by two sources to CNN, was incorrect, CNN said in a statement. Quote, we have updated our story to include the correct date and the present and proper context for timing of the email. The new information indicates that the communication is less significant than CNN had initially reported. And of course, shortly after that story broke, CBS, MSNBC jumped on the bandwagon claiming they have independently verified the same false story. Really? How do you confirm a false story. I'm just fucking amazed. 
That is some world-class journalism right there. Here we have CNN yet again reporting on Anthony Scaramucci and the Russian Direct Investment Fund. In June of 2017, CNN reported that Trump's aide, Anthony Scaramucci, was linked to a Russian Direct Investment Fund. The story claimed the Senate investigators were monitoring a sum of $10 million in the fund, which Scaramucci supposedly had, had activities in. The day after the story aired, CNN officially retracted the story, implying the article was not sourced properly. Quote, on June 22, 2017, CNN.com published a story connecting Anthony Scaramucci with investigations into Russian Direct Investment Fund. That story did not meet CNN's editorial standards and has been retracted. Links to the story have been disabled. CNN apologizes to Mr. Scaramucci. End quote. A few days later, uh, after the retraction, three CNN staffers resigned over it. Due to this and other editorial blunders relying on anonymous sourcing, CNN claims it was imposing stricter standards. BuzzFeed News obtained an internal memo sent to all staff by CNN Money, executive editor Rich Barbary. No one should publish any content involving Russia without coming to me and Jason first. End quote. Another real winner here is MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell. O'Donnell made the claim that some of uh, Trump's loans were underwritten by Russian billionaires or oligarchs. He appeared on the Rachel Maddow show. Yeah, another real winner there. And he says, quote, This single source close to Deutsche Bank has told me that the Trump, Donald Trump's loan documents, show that he has co-signers. That's how he was able to obtain these loans and that the co-signers are Russian oligarchs. End quote. Hmm. One day later, he had to release a statement saying he was wrong and had not done his due diligence. What a fucking surprise. Uh, here's the retraction. Quote, last night on this show, I discussed information that wasn't ready for reporting. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MS MSNBC before repeating what I heard from my source. Had I gone through the process, I would have not been permitted to report it. I should not have said it on the air or posted it on Twitter. I was wrong to do so. End quote. And the most recent BS story comes from the Washington Post, which just had to print a retraction about the uh, quote-unquote election fraud uh, when they reported that President Trump told the Georgia Secretary of State to quote, find the fraud, which he did not say. Trump did urge the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, asserting that she would find, quote, dishonesty there. He also told her that she had the most important job in the country right now. Of course, the other lamestream media publications and networks have yet to issue retractions, thus keeping the false narrative and the false information up for the ill-informed to continue to believe. Really kind of sad. It seems that single source or unverified information has become the normal way of reporting these days, especially on people uh, on the right or considered conservative. I've lost count on how many stories that were critical of President Trump. You know, all these stories about him that were put together with unnamed sources or sources close to whoever. I mean, no real reporting. What happened to actually getting several sources to verify your information? I mean, God forbid you actually go out 
run down a story, you know, do some legwork instead of making one phone call or sending one freaking email. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. Okay, we're going to move on to Biden's planned tax hike. It's said to be the largest tax hike in over 20 years. Way to go. That's something to be remembered for. Let's raise those taxes on the quote-unquote rich. You say that it will only affect the rich, but the American middle class, they know different. It's being reported that the tax hike will increase the income tax rate on people making more than $400,000. Of course, it's also being floated around that it could affect people making as much as $200,000 in this proposed tax hike. Of course, we all know who will bear the brunt of this tax hike. The lower and middle class we always have and most likely always will. Just don't try and sugarcoat it. We're not that fucking stupid. Also being reported is raising the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28%. Oh, that's just great. I mean, prices of products are going to go up. People are probably going to get laid off. I mean, they got to offset their bottom line somehow. Cor corporations certainly are not going to just eat a tax hike. So yet again, the consumer will make up that difference with higher prices. Not to mention that the consumer will be paying a higher tax rate. So yet again, the consumer gets screwed. It's really that simple. You can write a 5,000 page tax increase proposal that states it's designed to protect the lower and middle classes, but who ends up paying? That's right, the lower and middle class. Uh, there's also talk of expanding the estate tax and the capital gains tax. Uh, capital gains, that's if you invest, you have investments, you know, if you uh, make money, you know, they're gonna tax that even more course are they going to give you back if you lose money say the market crashes can you get that back on your taxes probably not okay now for our long overdue other stuff to segment i'm going to talk about apple no not the kind you eat but rather the tech company i've been an apple user for over a decade now love their computers phones etc with that being said i do have a few issues I wish that Apple would fix. It'd be really nice if they did. First off, I've changed my Apple ID, uh, you know, the email address you log in with. Changed it a while back. Well, there's no way to apply your previous purchases under your old ID to your new ID, meaning I can't use, see, download music that I previously purchased with my new Apple ID. I even contacted customer support to try and transfer or merge my IDs. No luck there. You would think for such a large company that always touts how it's about the user experience, they could do something simple like this. I mean, I keep reading about how they cannot change because of digital rights and they're tied to particular email addresses. Really? So you can't transfer, quote, ownership of these rights to another email address, even though you're the same person? I'm baffled by this. You would think it would be so easy. I have an Xbox Live account. I've purchased games under an old email address, changed my email address in the system right there to the new email address that I'm using now. And when I got the new email address, all my games were there. I just... I just don't get what's so difficult about it. I have tried a couple of times via chat support to correct it, but no success. It appears that even a lot of the chat representatives aren't even aware you can't do this because they put you on hold for like about five minutes and they come back. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't do it. Now, with that said, you know, they're very polite, nice, 
probably the best uh, customer support I've ever dealt with. But, you know, maybe inform your chat support reps about it as well. You know, maybe one day, actually, you know, Apple will actually put some effort into it and, you know, correct some of the small things that matter instead of always trying to make a big splash with a new product or something like that. Which brings me to their HomePod. I'm sorry. I wanted this to be great. I was excited. I know it's years old, but what a colossal disappointment. I mean, it's it looks really pretty with the Surrey uh, swirly thingamajabi on the top of it. And it, it, the speaker sounds great. And they recently put out a mini one, which I haven't really heard that one too much um, or gotten a chance to test it out. But Siri in general, I think, is really lagging behind the rest of them. Because when you ask a question, it just refers you to a lot of websites, unlike, say, the Google Assistant, which reads off some information, you know, maybe the top search result, and then provides other links, you know, to, uh, to get the information to the question you have asked. Apple really needs to catch up in the digital assistant arena. Everyone else has a video product such as Nest Home Hub or Amazon Show. I think it's time for Apple to step up the game a bit. And one last thing about their product releases and presentations. Why do they keep saying, like for the latest iPhone launch, this is the most advanced and fastest iPhone yet? Well, we didn't think you were going to release your latest and greatest iPhone and it was going to be slower and, you know, not as technologically advanced as the last one. Come on, put some thought into it. We, we know it's the fastest and greatest that you've done so far, so no need to really say it. Alrighty, that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening to WTF Politics and other stuff, too. Make sure you hit that subscribe, follow, and download button. And as always, I encourage you to do your research on the issues and get involved. The time for staying silent is over. Make your voice heard. Have a great day and God bless America.